0: Hello, welcome to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by, as always, the Fort PT. The Ford is a fully equipped mobile gym that provides customized personal training to clients according to their individual needs and fitness goals. What's a mobile gym, you ask? It's the gym that goes to you. So, you know, why step out of the house and travel like an hour just to work out when you can just step out of the house literally and start working out right there? Yeah, that's what a mobile gym is. I've seen it before. It's it's a convenient idea. Give it a try. Uh, Mention that you're a listener of the podcast. Hashtag Mostly Yoga Podcast. And get your first personal training session for free. Yeah, how about that? Uh, They also have an Animal Flow introductory work. No, uh, Animal Flow introductory (laughs) class happening on the 28th of August, uh, which is in like uh, next week, two weeks time, I think. Uh, and and also there's gonna be two more intermediate classes happening in September and maybe October. Dates not confirmed yet for the second uh, second class. Bronsons decided to open up another one uh, another slot due to popular demand. Yeah, so check out their Instagram at the Fort PT, the uh spelled the Fort T H E F O R T P T, for more information. Or, you know, just drop them a message if you want. Say hello. Ask them some questions. Ask me some questions as well. Hmm. Uh, hey, did you know that I did a quick, oh, that sounds like a corny transition. But I did do a research. I mean, I Google about how long plastics take to decompose in the world. Whoa, what's that noise? Vroom, vroom. It apparently takes 450 years for fucking a plastic bottle to decompose it eh? Hello. Start building your own pl- zero waste kit today with Plastic Free. That's how you save the planet. It's a, what is it? What's Plastic Free? It's a Singapore-based online store that offers affordable eco-friendly pr- products from reusable cups, metal straws, and other sustainable items that you can use in your daily lives. Yeah, so help. Help keep the use of plastic to a minimum. Join the movement and together we can make the world a greener place. One cup, one straw, one bag at a time. Use the promo code MOSTLYYOGA for 10% off any purchases above $30. I'm getting used to this. Visit the store at www.plasticfree.co. It's spelled with a K, the plastic. Uh, Same with the IG or so. All the links in the description thing below. Hmm... (sighs) Today we get to talk to Hero. Hiro Landazuri. Uh he's 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 like the one of the nicest guys. Everybody I remember everybody kept asking me, like, Oh yeah, hey, you're gonna do a podcast with him? And I was like, Yeah. And I was like, Oh, how's he? I was like, He's the nicest guy, he's like super nice. And he was he was kind enough to share some of his time with me. I'm he's such a busy guy, like I think he's on an he, he, during this time he was on an Asia tour and he was Everywhere that I go, like I look at his Insta stories, he's just doing all sorts of things at all these different places. Like, I'm really grateful that he took the time to to sit down and do this podcast with me, and and I'm excited to share what he has to say with all of you as well. Um, we talked about his background in medicine and how his journey with yoga came about, the the various injuries he encountered, both uh, as a student himself as well as as a teacher when he encountered all the different. P- uh, people with different injuries and how he managed to help them and and how in a way that creates this like path of alignment and functional flow that 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 he's famous for uh yeah so without further ado here's action hero enjoy hello hero hi um first of all welcome to singapore you have a great view and right i just noticed this yeah <laughs> yes i do have a great view yeah okay Um, Yeah, like, directly in front of me is the the, the Marina Bay Sands thing. So, yeah, you got a good spot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You just arrived yesterday. I heard that Selena has been taking good care of
1: you, bringing you around, feeding you as well. Yes, her and her husband have been really kind. And I've been so full (laughs) (laughs) over the last several hours.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Let's just dive into it. So, I've been been sort of reading about you, right, before I came, and, and, like, I guess... Your path to yoga seems to have been very interesting because, like, from from your background of being in the medical line, you know, you you, you did like surgery
1: and heart yeah. surgery, you know, that. that's transplant, pretty, yeah, transplant heart, um, open heart bypass surgery, yeah, as well as um, medical pharmacology, uh-huh. yeah, and then from like you did that, that was like your your your. Your background
0: mm-hmm. and then you, you dabbled in a lot of like physical activities as well mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure that you are very knowledgeable of the human body both inside and out and I guess in terms of like when you put it in yoga context that gives you a very unique you're very knowledgeable in that sense of of what you can do and what you can move physically and merging the whole mobility and strength which is which is like like I said your style I guess the question, which like how did how did this come about? How did this develop? You know, considering your
1: path. Right. Well, I actually started out with ashtanga, Uh, and ashtanga is a very, very disciplined, physically demanding practice. mm -hmm. And um, you know, it really, really started when I was teaching yoga. Um, You know, when you're teaching, you have to demo some poses, and at the time I was teaching probably on average about six classes a day yeah so it was (sighs) okay it was a lot it it wasn't too bad but i think what was bad was the fact that the way that i've trained or practiced yoga whatever you call it has been very linear Mm -hmm. so it was there was a warm-up meditation breath work and then you do your asanas and then a cool down and then a little bit more meditation but that's not the way life works right and that's not the way it worked when i was teaching I would talk, 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 and then I would have to demo the peak pose or demo something that was very challenging. So my body went from kind of this resting state into the hardest pose that I could do. And at the time, I wasn't, it's, you know, I wasn't a previous ballet dancer. Like when I started out yoga, I could barely touch my toes. And it took me a few months to get crow pose, and it took me like eight years to be able to do a handstand. So, um, you know, I wasn't, quote unquote, naturally talented so when i got all these injuries there was one moment where i woke up in the morning and i like got out of bed and i was kind of limping just like any other day just old injuries that's the way life is you just live with it and then i woke up that morning and i was like i'm tired of this like the whole reason why i started out yoga is because it made me feel better but that's no longer the case mm. right so And it's not to say that yoga is bad right like if we do anything super repetitively uh, we start to develop strengths for those movements and we start to develop weaknesses for the movements that we don't do right so i started to explore back into the basics which is i just want to feel better i just want to feel better the rest of the 23 hours out of the day instead of one hour out of 24 Um, and that's when I started combining some of the knowledge from medicine because before it was sort of like, okay, medicine was school. That's the body that's relevant to other things. And then yoga is yoga. Right. And then I started combining those concept concepts. I have other friends in like physical therapy or, you know, straight MD, um, people in fitness personal trainers and i just took bits and pieces of everything and i looked at the data read scientific journals medical journals looked at the data around kinetics around muscles and then i started piecing it together over years my this definitely didn't happen overnight a lot of trial and error um pieced it together into my yoga practice because i still love the practice of yoga but i figured it could be it could be different right like Um, Ashtanga is very you have set sequences Mm -hmm. and a lot of yoga there are set sequences pretty much right you do your warrior one you do your warrior two sometimes you do a warrior three or a half moon and then you know maybe you play with arm balances for three minutes out of a 60 minute class and then you're you're pretty much done so um, I said what if we started introducing some other movements specific to the areas that I'm weak or specific to, um, certain aspects of something that I'm trying to do, right? For example, if you're trying to do a crow pose, the way that I was taught and a lot of us were taught how to learn crow pose was if you can't do it, you just keep practicing until you can do it over and over and over and over and over again through repetition, you'll, you'll get it. And that's definitely one day, one way that you can do it. But in my opinion, there's a more effective way that you can do it right so let's say you're trying to do a crow pose and your specific issue is dealing with um, your hip flexor like not having a lot of control to hold your knee on your tricep or on your elbow wherever you place your knee in a crow pose Um, then i'm going to work specifically that action and i'm going to work just the hip flexor just building a little bit more control and i'm going to do it Not even necessarily yoga postures. I'm just going to do whatever exercises that target that hip flexor most effectively. And then I'm going to go back, try crow pose again. And then there's going to be something else that I could work on. Maybe it's shoulder stability. So I'm going to go do the exercises specifically around shoulder stability. And then I'm going to go back and try it again. Right. And then I just noticed like a huge increase in um, progress in, in a very short amount of time. And then i tested it out on friends and then i tested it out in my classes and and the consensus was pretty much the same like oh wow my old injuries feel better i don't feel pain anymore or i can finally do this thing and i've been working on on this pose for three years right so i was like okay i'm on to something here so i started just going down that rabbit hole and um now i'm here wow. in, in singapore <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean that the method that you were saying, it seems very specific, but specific to the individual as well. How do you yes. implement that in a class setting where everybody has different strengths and weaknesses? The, the girl may have like the girl at the corner might have a, a great flexibility in the hips. The guy at the other corner might have uh, shoulder stability, but then they have the opposites you know. So how do you conduct a class with the, that same focus but to, to these multi-level people?
1: Yeah, no, great question. Um, I think that's the beauty of being in person, doing workshops in person. As, uh, to answer your question, it's more so like collecting a ton of data, right? Like mm-hmm. I've had a lot of students and they all trickle down to very similar issues, mm-hmm. especially given my demographic. I do get a lot of teachers. So when it comes to yoga teachers specifically, Those are the ones that have minor injuries due to just working on flexibility every day, day in, day out for years, right? Um, So they're really easy to work with because you just handle the opposite, which is adding a little bit of strength and engagement in anything that you're trying to stretch. Like it doesn't matter what body part, what part is tight or not tight reincorporate a little bit of strength because that's not something that they've done, you know, mm. um into all their stretching routine and they'll just start to feel better. As far as other issues like scoliosis or um like acute injuries where they got in a car accident or something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll spend a little bit more time and and I tell them I'm like, "Hey, look, this is just based off of what I see. This is what's happening." Um, here are the muscles that are working and not working because of this injury or because of whatever you have Um, and this is what I would recommend and that's usually just a very simple exercise right but I do have everyone in the workshop listen in because at some point we all get into an accident of some kind right like whether Mm. it's a paper cut or you stub your toe or something more severe right um, the way I make my workshops is I'm I'm not just talking the whole time. There is a bit of pairing up because we all learn differently, right? Some of us learn through listening. Um, I learn through watching and and tactile, right? Touching and doing. So um, I have people partner up so they could see what's happening in someone else's body. They could have someone see what's happening in their body because sometimes you think you're straight, but but yeah, you're the not, right? yeah. yeah. So. Um, Yeah, that's. I hope that answers the question. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, cool. Okay. I mean, it really comes down to everyone kind of has the same common things. Now, Mm -hmm. if they have something where they were born with something, I tell them, like, look, consult your PT, consult a doctor, um, because most of the time, like, you, you can't just know what's happening completely just from, like, looking at someone you have to get an mri an x-ray look at the whole body as a whole like what is their diet like what's their lifestyle like because all of those things holistically are going to affect um, maybe the hip flexor maybe the hip flexor what they're dealing with is something emotional and not even anything physical right i think we downplay how much stress actually affects our physiology
0: okay yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that as well because like from an outside looking in, yours your 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 method seems to be very physical, very alignment, very anatomical, mm-hmm. right? And and you were saying about how holistic you see it mm-hmm. uh, from from your point of view. So then, how would you consider your method or your teaching style to be spiritual, or 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 how do you define it, like um? yeah I would yeah I guess yeah yeah do you do you feel it is spiritual
1: yeah I mean um, spiritually spiritual in the lexical sense maybe not Mm. but the yoga practice can be such a great mirror for our lives more so how we react to stress right so go on if you we have we have common habits reactions right like when you experience something uncomfortable we're biologically built to move away from that discomfort right it keeps us alive it keeps us safe now that was really useful when we are running away from a tiger but that's If you look around you, that's not the case, right? Like our stress is someone leaves a bad comment on Instagram or, you know what I mean? Like someone trolls you. That's not the same as being chased by a tiger, but we have the same physiological response. So where yoga is great is you can really drop into observing what you're feeling and start to manage that stress a little bit better. The only way to optimize your body to handle deeper levels of stress like let's say you lose your job or your girlfriend breaks up with you or you know death in the family or something else right um, you have to kind of mimic that environment to a degree as far as how yoga can do that is you can mimic your your body to experience some level of stress similar and So I do talk a lot about engagements. And it's not so much alignment. Um, I talk a lot about engagements in my workshops. And when you engage progressively, like safely, to a degree where you want to hold on and hold your breath, right? There's this point in yoga when we're trying something new where we get really freaked out. We hold our breath and we kind of black out a little bit, right? Like the very first time you do a handstand... Mm. You prepare everything right okay shoulders over the wrist my gaze is here my core is in tight I'm I'm like this leg this lifted leg is nice and engaged and here we go three two one as soon as you go up you just forget that to breathe yeah. yeah there's that instant where you tap into your aggression to draw in a little bit more power and that's kind of the way that we deal with anything where we're in a super high stress acute situation um, But what if it didn't have to be that way, right? The only way to tell is to find some way to train something close to it, right? So, for example, one thing, like if you're trying to stretch out your hamstring, instead of just lengthening and breathing, I'm going to engage and pull that heel in. And I'm going to pull that heel in maybe about 70% of what I think I can handle. And then I'm going to breathe, check in. I'm going to pull it in the next breath, 75%. 85%, 90%, and at 90%, my leg is shaking. At 90%, I have shortness of breath, right? And the goal is can I maintain or get back to a calm breath, even though my face is scrunching or something like that, right? Even though I'm experiencing some level, some high level of discomfort, mm. can I stay really calm? And can I differentiate between pain and discomfort? right um, and then if you can find that place where you can still maintain your cool stay calm and collected and breathe then great great if you're at a point where it's just painful then you're no longer growing right you're just causing your own suffering oh that's true right? and and that is so often what we do in life right like staying in the relationship where you know it's not good for you It doesn't matter whether it's with an intimate partner or a friendship or even a family member, right? You just say, you create this story that this is the way life is supposed to be. This is how it's supposed to be, like how I did with uh, my pain every single day. I said, well, this is just the way my body's built and I'm just going to have to live with it. Like, what if you can create a different story? What if you can create a story where you no longer wake up with pain, right? But what would it take in order to get there you would have to put your body through something different because whatever you're doing is creating that pain or not helping not helping it get better right and that's kind of what this practice is it's okay great you can do a chaturanga and you're super comfortable with that and also you feel weakness in this part of your shoulder Why don't you try wide arm push-ups Right, and the traditional purist yogis are like, "Oh no, 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 that's incorrect," right? But I mean, here's the thing: like, we don't walk around in life holding our arms in one position and doing one action, right? There's this, um, I know, a number of of trains of thought in yoga say you can't go from like an open hip to close hip position or a close hip to open hip position. It's like, why? When you walk around mm-hmm. on the street. I You're look doing right, it all the right time yeah. yeah all the time all the time right so hmm, it's why not? why not you
0: think about all often you know right. yeah
1: but if you realign yourself with the bigger picture a bigger purpose of why you started yoga it always comes down to because it made you feel better hmm. right made you feel more empowered if you realign with that then the alignment doesn't matter right I mean here's the thing repetitive stress syndrome happens when you do the same thing repetitively. So even if you have perfect alignment, there's a chance you might get injured. Right. If that's the only way that you do it. If you're it.
0: doing like chaturangas every day, okay. like it's gonna mess up your, your wrists. And right. and true, we do that's one of the most common quote unquote yoga injuries that people yeah. will face. Absolutely.
1: Oh. And and what I found in all these workshops or just teaching classes in general, the people who get injured the most yoga teachers. Oh. It's not new people doing yoga it's always the people who've been doing the same thing over and over and over and over again, day in, day out, for years, right? Mm. And when you, when you just accept that fact, when you accept that, hey, the way that I've been practicing yoga maybe isn't the best, then you open yourself up to seeing yourself as a whole, right? And it, I think it's pretty funny because you hear a lot of teachers saying, you know, expand your mind or think outside of the box. But what do we do when we roll out a yoga mat? We subconsciously roll out a rectangle where we say, hey, I'm only going to stay within this box, right? All my postures are within this box. Mm. So for me, when I practice, I I don't practice with a mat, you know, and I sometimes there's no yoga postures. Really, I'll put on some music and I'll just start to move, and I'll and I'll just start to move without thinking like, hey, I have to be in this posture and my hip has to do this, has to do that. I'll just start to move and then I'll pause whenever I feel some sort of weakness or instability, and then I'll I'll observe that. Hmm. Right. Because for me, I'm I'm really interested in just being able to move my body however I want it to in any position that I can that's available to me right and, and it, it almost becomes a game right it's 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 exploration and for me that's the way life is right like i grew up and i was raised in los angeles the only time that i really moved out of california was when i went to med school in arizona and that was kind of a culture shock for me i figured still in the u.s it would be relatively the same but it was very different obviously when i travel you get to experience something different but that's like a you know, different country right right yeah. But you're there only for like two weeks or for me, I was only there for two weeks. So getting to stay in some places longer, like Thailand, where I was there for two, three months, um, almost every year for the last four years, it's, it's, it's been interesting. It opens up your mind for sure. Mm. And I try to treat my practice the same way. And I started to notice more parallels between my yoga practice and and life and how I react in my yoga practice and how I react in life and stress, right? When I get into an argument with a partner, how does that translate or uh, seeing the parallel of when I'm in yoga and I feel that restriction, right? And I have this expectation in my head of okay i normally go into this range of movement i know i can do it on this particular day that didn't happen all of a sudden like if if you pay close enough attention the reaction is pretty similar Mm. pretty similar
0: that's interesting dude like i feel like what a what an incredible like awareness or like like you were able to from that little like half splits to Hanuman where you draw the, the the heels in and then you found that engagement and through that it became so much more you so know much more. so much more wow okay
1: i mean now- you, here's the thing though like a very old cue that you hear teachers say is do whatever is comfortable mm. like it's pretty common knowledge that there is no growth in comfort mm. there's no growth in comfort so if you are trying to become a better version of yourself you there's need
0: a little bit of you
1: need discomfort yeah. right because what it's gonna take for you to be this other version of yourself is something different from who you are now mm. whether it's something that you do or or you know
0: something you, you react really to anything right yeah.
1: right but anything that you do that is outside of your current norm is going to feel uncomfortable so uh, you'll never find me using that cue, right? Mm. And if you don't want growth, then my class is not for you because <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Okay.
0: Hmm. <laughs> not bad. I mean, like I feel, uh, like one of the questions that I was going to, uh, uh, I did ask you was whether you, you yourself, had a spiritual practice, and I, I guess, like in from what you just said, it sort of is. Like right. the way you relate real life situations. To, to situations on the mat, that's a that's a analogy to to think about.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a different. It goes by different terms. Mm. Some people call it emotional intelligence, um, spirituality. I mean, that's a religion. that's it's, a rigged the word la, Yeah,
0: it could mean right. any many things for different
1: people. Right. Yeah, and and it's all in the same vein. Um, and you know, here's the thing. I used to I used to study the philosophy. I used to do the breath work pretty religiously. Mm. And there's a style of breathing where you breathe in through one nostril and then you, while you plug the other nostril and then you breathe out the other. If you look at the anatomy of your nose, there's one hole. Minus mm-hmm. your nose cartilage, there's, there's one hole. So you're not actually breathing into one side, quote unquote, one side of you. You're not really breathing through a separate hole in your nose. You're right. breathing through the same hole right so when you align yourself with the fact that okay this is the, that's just your anatomy that's the way you're built there's no actual two holes then you have to ask yourself why am i doing this and the reason why you're doing that is because it is a method to ground you it is a method for you to start to center right mm-hmm. um so instead of relying on something external like a technique. In order to ground you why don't you just build a little bit more awareness around what in your life isn't grounding right and and here's the thing like then it becomes a question of are you going to take responsibility for your shit Uh. right and sometimes i say this in my class but like like let's say you're trying to work on not being such an asshole Mm. right it doesn't matter if mercury is in retrograde or not Uh, if you're an asshole uh. you're an asshole Right? right. But people don't. A lot of people don't want to take responsibility for that.
0: They blame like the external factors. Oh right. uh, yeah, well, it's because the sun and the moon are in a certain alignment. Therefore, I'm acting this way, and it's and it's justifiable. When it's right. not, you were always an asshole, regardless <laughs> of whether the sun and the moon are in line.
1: Right. Just so we're clear, I do believe the moon affects us, and I to a certain believe. Extent, yeah. Yeah, I do. You know, I wear crystals. Mm. I have my essential oils out like you know i do all of it but if there's ever a point in my life where i feel like i'm relying on these crystals on my wrist in order to ground me as a person i will take it off Uh, i will take it off and i'll deal with whatever isn't grounding me you know or attempt to yeah yeah right because i don't have everything figured out at all
0: cool that's a nice yeah all right
1: so i'll put this on and i'll wear it because it's it's a good reminder, mm. right? And if there's any positive benefits that come from it, great. That's just cherry on top. But the work is
0: it's you. You it's are the one you. that yes. uh, making the conscious decisions every day to act in a certain way, regardless of whether the crystals give you good juju or not. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. I like exactly. that. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of how I how I teach the yoga. It's mm. it's really hard to get across um, on Instagram, and people are interested in okay this is what i'm working on how do i do that so right now i'm, I'm using that as the tool because mm-hmm. like hey you know fo- start to build awareness on this see if you can do this and all these cues that i give on instagram just brings a little bit more awareness right i'm not saying like oh you know jump into a hollow back and then just figure it out mm-hmm. and draw your leg closer it's like internally rotate right if some people have um they struggle with that action it's like okay great like dm me right write a comment let me know and then i'll talk about how like okay what's really going on is their expectation to to have this action in their body look exactly like mine when we don't have the same lives you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like this is my job so of course like I'm going to practice this whenever I can so check in with your expectations like why why is this so important to you why do you why do you build your value your self-value over whether or not you can hit a handstand because at the end of the day it doesn't matter it doesn't matter whether or not you can stand on your hands that's not gonna make you happy just like money is not gonna make you happy right it's all this it's all in the same vein
0: I like that you said that, especially coming from you, someone who can do almost a lot of the the intricate moves or yeah. poses. Most people start out yoga to get into these poses. They want to chase the asanas. Mm-hmm. They want to. It's a it's a sense of achievement. It's a, it's a milestone for them. You know, like if one day I couldn't do the splits and then two years, three years later I can. That's a sense of achievement for me. But then, the longer you stay in, like in your practice, the the longer it evolves and the more you develop an understanding of what yoga really is then the pose is irrelevant Mm -hmm. yeah there is no goal to yoga it's just whether you can go there and take the next 60 minutes or 90 minutes to just sit with yourself and be in your own body and be in your own mind and be satisfied with it yeah yeah
1: yeah and you know for me it's i i just love exploring i just whether it's the world or within myself it's it's all the same I feels like it's you're in a fun. good place, man. Like yeah. you,
0: like think of how far you've come. Like you started out doing what you wanted to do, and now you, here you are. We're, like yeah. take a moment,
1: man. Take yeah. take this in. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm really grateful, and I'm really aligned with where I was when I left medicine mm. and how. Was lost. that hard for you?
0: It seems like a,
1: oh my god, right? I mean, you got to understand that when I was a child, like I don't know, closer to preschool, like I knew I was gonna be in science or medicine mm. like i i had a microscope um for a toy you know uh, a stethoscope that mm. was just I, I just knew my whole life i was going to be a surgeon and then when i got into the or i was like this blows this is awful i'm miserable i hate this wow and those you know there were moments where i'm like well this is what i signed up for this is who i am like this is what life is like. Just, you know, not roses and rainbows and unicorns. That's fine. This is real life. And I think a lot of us do that. We just accept our circumstance, even though we're unhappy with it, right? And now we have this wave of quote unquote motivational speakers that are kind of pushing those boundaries. And then there's, there's this feeling of like, oh man, like what if that's possible, But then the flip side of that coin is now you have to take a hard look of what isn't working out for your happiness or for your purpose. And then you have to do something about it. So for me, this, this Instagram page that I built is like, yeah, I I can do a lot of these poses and I can just showcase it, but I don't see that as inspiring as, um kind of getting someone else to feel empowered to do something and that's kind of where the tutorials came in mm. it's like it's not just me doing cool stuff in cool places around the world it's okay you go try you go try to do this thing with your leg and then let me know how that goes mm. and if you can do it great there's level two swipe left yeah right? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know?
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I like that you have that approach of wanting to empower people instead of just like you know, look at me do the thing. Yeah, you know, mm.
1: and I think you know Instagram is a full time job. It really is, and it, it is really hard. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like I stayed up till three in the morning editing last night. I'm up at six, but but what really drives me is is knowing that Instagram isn't for me. It's it's not for me. Like I'm here in service of everyone who follows me and everyone who follows me hopefully they're they're seeing the value that hey this is something that i can get value for uh from in my own life Mm. like just building a little bit more awareness because i mean here's the fact like i never intended on being a yoga instructor no one goes to medical school and says you know what i'm gonna spend at least a quarter million dollars just so i can quit and teach yoga right right, like that's that's ridiculous especially when you can get really good yoga teacher training for like three four thousand dollars mm. right um so for me uh, i did feel really lost but but because instagram did grow pretty fast and pretty pretty large so far um it's has given me the sense of purpose like hey you know i could It gave you like an opportunity like in a way. Mm. Yeah, it really did. It really Mm. did. And and I really feel purposeful in that sense. But I do see down the line the bigger picture, right? The whole reason why people are wanting to do this is because they want to feel better. Or Mm. they want to feel better about themselves. Or they want to feel more valuable for themselves. Mm. And it's not in the pose, but it's a good gateway, right? Just like when you start out yoga, the asanas make you feel good, but that's not where the value is. The value is being able to sit with yourself. But no one's going to jump right to that. Yeah, there, there needs to be that bridge. There needs to be that hand-holding a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to do, and that's why I was trying to push for those teacher trainings. But I think I'm going to push it back another year on the <laughs> teacher trainings. I mean, just divine
0: timing, right? Yeah. yeah. See what works out. You still have the opportunity to travel around and see what spot resonates with you
1: yeah i mean i might actually live out of asia next year yeah
0: <laughs> dude yeah do it i yeah. mean but you have you have like connections here and there yeah might yeah, as well
1: yeah yeah i mean now that my career is based on my computer or my cell phone you can t- be anywhere dude anywhere yeah. the only thing that was holding me back in los angeles was teaching my weekly classes with aloe but, but you're not committed to that, right? Yeah, and if no, to the TT is a whole new other thing, it's a whole different thing, and also like it, it just it just didn't make sense because the way I scheduled out this Asia tour is I was gonna come out here to Asia, teach for three weekends, fly back to LA to teach for two days, and fly back out to Asia, and every two or three weeks I would do that. Go not back very, to LA. It's not a feasible it just, lifestyle. It, yeah, right? no, it just yeah. wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't realistic as much as I wanted to do it. So so now my business is fully mm. online, online or traveling, Okay. Yeah, which is scary. But exciting. Exciting <laughs> and also, you know, I got to live my word. Yeah. And, you know, you have to step into what is scary and you have to step into what's uncomfortable, especially if you know that it's good in the long run or that's the direction that you should be heading mm. or not should be but want I mean, to be heading your
0: intention like what's right. your intention and I think like having spoken to you it seems very clear like what your what your purpose is to, to, to others at least and if you have that that intention which is a good one that's going to help you motivate yourself it's going to hold you accountable and it's going to and, and we're going to hold you accountable as yes. well we're going to be like when's your Absolutely. next CT coming I and mean, we Absolutely. want to learn from you
1: Absolutely, it's interesting. Yeah, like since I've been out here in Asia, um, I got so many more subscribers on YouTube and mm. my website, and, like my newsletter. Even though I haven't put anything out, so I think, yeah, it feel it does feel good. It does feel good that everything that I'm talking about with emotional intelligence, everything that I don't say really on Instagram, is is resonating at least with some people. Mm. So, um, yeah, and and for me, like I know I invested a lot of money into therapy myself yeah. so so i i think it it really is helpful okay yeah yeah
0: what are your, what are your, some of your or who are some of your inspirations or, or what are some of your inspirations um tony robbins oh <laughs> Helped yeah a lot okay. you know i've
1: never met him or took one of his courses but uh his stuff online is great yeah. as well as tom Billieu and gary vaynercheck and yeah. Uh, Mastin Kip and Mel Robbins and basically all these emotional intelligence people you know um, I just started to really realize not that there's anything wrong with yoga but what what resonated with me wasn't there right what resonated with, with me yoga. with not with yoga it was with it was with these emotional intelligence oh. guys these people who are like stop lying to yourself stop lying to yourself right yeah. You're like you're unhappy because you're not looking at your shit like you don't want to actually confront who you really are Mm. and it's something that I'm still working on I mean we all are but for sure it's hard
0: man it's hard to 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 admit to yourself what you're really feeling or or to 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 want to quit or to lose what you already built over the past 10 years and realize like no no I think I I think I still like the thing that I I'm doing I'll just stay for another 10 years or whatever Yeah. Because you built such—that's your identity, really. Yeah. Once you decide to to around these people, the Tony Robbins of the world, yeah. they reveal to you like, are you, sure, "Are you sure? this is the real you." Yeah. And then when you think about it, like, oh no, like deep down you know that's not the real you, and yeah. then that's where you make that leap, and it's scary. It is. And not all people will make that jump, yeah. you know, so.
1: I think I think when people realize that uh, on the path of, to success. Like what is required is is failure. But what I mean by that is you have to be willing to try completely out of your comfort zone, try things that you're not really sure is gonna work. I mean you're doing it in a smart way, right? Yeah. But but if you're constantly in that space, you're bound to fail. But I think we have such a negative association with failure, right? We see that Uh, Oh, because I failed in this, I am a failure. And because I am a failure, I'm not good enough to try again. Or I'm so afraid of being seen as a failure. So I'm just not going to try. Like, that sounds so boring in life.
0: It's all a matter of the ego, I guess. Like, you know, like the failure is people like saying you can't do it or like not living up to a certain standard that you yourself put on yourself or others put on you. Yeah. I think the important question to ask is just like whether you what you really want to do, you know. And if you do want to do it, then just try as much as you can to get to the where you want to be, and forget about all these external, you know, factors.
1: Yeah, and it, you know, and I think the way I started out teaching yoga wasn't wasn't very traditional. So, like for example, I didn't go through a traditional teacher training, do an internship, that whole thing. There was the financial crash in the U.S i didn't have money i had like two hundred dollars in my bank account the director at my university gym saw that i was going in and practicing yoga and teaching friends and he was like we need a yoga teacher can you teach and i was like sure Mm. you know
0: just like that
1: just like i mean don't get me wrong i've been practicing for years but but uh yeah i started teaching and whenever and i would get all sorts of weird stuff like like rheumatoid arthritis with one of my professors and then someone else with like cerebral palsy like i mean it was it was so many different things that i've just never seen but whenever i got that instead of saying oh you know it's probably because of this or this or this or this i didn't know i mean Mm -hmm. i was still in college i would say i don't know but if you come back on thursday this was a tuesday if you come back on thursday i promise you I'll do everything in my power to find an answer for you. Mm. And that's that's it. Like as long as you remember that you're in service for someone else instead of look at me, I'm a teacher and people are looking at me to have answers and I'm cool as shit or like whatever. Mm. Like you're always going to be a student. Like you hear that quote always a student in order to always be a student, you got to get rid of that ego. So, if you don't know the answer, say I don't know. I don't know, but I'll find out and I'll get back to you. And, Mm. like, actually find out. And that's where I think I learned the most about the body. It wasn't in med school. It wasn't any of that. It Just meeting all
0: these people with all these different issues and and figuring it out for yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just literally saying, I don't know. I I don't know. I've never seen that before. Mm. But I got a degree in biochemistry, which is just a fancy way of I got a degree Uh, in in doing research on google really well right so uh, i would research the crap out of it from you know kinetics to uh like sometimes it was like chemical equations like i remember one time doing a search on like how this drug that this person was taking for their condition might affect them if they were doing an exercise like yoga or if they were Mm -hmm. upside down like i mean i would dive deep into research and just try to find an answer for them you know because i truly just wanted to be in service for them so so yeah you know if i didn't have the answer and i couldn't find it i would call up my friends who are doctors or in different fields and I, i try to get an answer that way you know and that's where i learned the most that's where i learned the most and i feel like there are some teachers or you know there are studios that crank out teachers just every month like 50 new teachers 50 new teachers and and it's like when you hear them speak they're reading from a textbook instead Mm -hmm. of reading from their heart reading from what they actually know so you get a lot of people who are saying things that that they don't even know what they're saying you know um i don't know i don't know whether that's bashing or not it's just the truth it is it is what it is
0: i mean like the 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 yoga scene is booming and mm-hmm. most people want to be, be teachers and they want to and people are creating you know yeah. all these, these these teachers that come in they pay the money and they get their cert and okay now you're qualified to teach go, yeah. go teach Yeah. but it doesn't it's not that easy 200 hours is barely enough for, for anyone to really be able to teach it takes so much more
1: yeah but on the flip side of that is it is expanding the yoga community mm. which is which is great again like there are always going to be gaps and as long as we keep building those bridges that's good you know and there's everyone everyone has uh their purpose and that purpose changes uh, the more they learn themselves like they get better at bridging that gap so you know i'm, I'm not saying like none of this is good and like all the new teachers are but like i'm not saying that at all it's just like for all of us to just realign with why we do this or why we pick this job or why we started this practice when you realign with that it keeps you open keeps you open you know
0: yeah that's a great that's a beautiful
1: sentiment <laughs> yeah.
0: well um it's five thirty. 30 oh okay. good. yeah sorry yeah, yeah no, no worries, I,
1: I get in on this and but yeah I have a I have a master class to teach. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I'm glad that you agreed to do this with me. I've yeah. i I feel like I've learned a lot, and I'm sure the people that listen are gonna learn a lot as well.
1: Well, I'm really grateful that you did this on your birthday. Happy yeah, birthday. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, how can people reach you? Oh, so you can find me Action Hero on pretty much everything, but Instagram hero is H-I-R-O. Um Hero Landazuri on YouTube, actionhero.com. That's my website is where you're going to find some new stuff that I got coming out later this year. Um, Just a preview. I kind of redid all the yoga poses and the alignment cues for it Mm. uh, to make it all functional. And it's built out the same way my Instagram is where, look, if you're in this level and you can't do a warrior two, here are some things to look at. And here is a beginner, intermediate and advanced exercise for you to develop it a little bit more. Whether it's physically or just build a little bit more awareness. So it's a collection. I think I made like seven hundred and some videos. Damn. So it's it's a pretty big collection. I got that coming. And then I've been playing with a couple of other ideas. So if you stay tuned on Instagram or my website, I'll yeah, I'll come out with that. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you so Thanks. much. Thanks, man. I
0: appreciate you having me. <laughs> Likewise. Okay. And that's it.
1: Happy birthday. Yay. <laughs> Hmm.
0: For the record, my birthday was like a good three weeks ago. So, uh, clearly I haven't been churning out my potties as quickly as I'd like them to be. But hey, I'm, I'm only human and, and I've got a ton of laundry to do. So, you know, priorities. Uh, yeah. See, such a nice guy. Told you he's such a nice guy. Go check out his Instagram. Go check out his YouTube channel and all that. Uh, all the links will be in the description thing below. Uh, yeah, show him some love. Share this party on your IG uh, if you enjoy it. Uh, IG being Instagram. Tag me. Uh, I'll repost it and and yeah. Let's just spread the word. Spread the spread the thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes okay uh if yeah uh hero if you're listening thank you again for 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 doing this with me i really appreciate it and i will see you again soon when you're back in in singapore or or, or in asia and I'm, I'm sure you'll be back i'm sure he'll be back uh he might be even starting a little some something here in asia maybe even in singapore itself i don't know i don't know yet we'll see we'll see uh, i've said too much uh okay uh if you enjoy listening uh like i said for share this on your insta stories drop me a message if you have any questions about anything you want to just reach out or, or or whatever you know give me some feedback that'd be great uh wave to me if you see me at the studio uh i always like to hear i always like to talk to people um and uh yeah yeah have a have a great day everyone have a lovely week have hope good things happen to you and do good things as well Okay. Mm. Bye-bye.